Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. The Rose Bowl. The game that inspired the college football bowl season has a long and storied history. The stadium itself is 100 years old, and in celebration of it, Pigskin Dispatch is assembling some of the top historians and authors to share the memories, people, and events that make the granddaddy of them all the special game that it is. Enjoy this Rose Bowl memory from pigskindispatch.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren. He's at pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to Rose Bowl history as well as great football history. And we are celebrating the Rose Bowl history because of 100 years of the Rose Bowl Stadium. And we're trying to cover each and every Rose Bowl, tell you a little bit about the game, some of the great players, coaches, and who won it, as well as many other aspects of great Rose Bowl history. And we want to make sure before we get started here with these uh, three great Rose Bowl games that happened in the mid-80s, the 71st through 73rd Rose Bowls, that you know about our newsletter. Real easy to sign up for. You can get it each and every day in your email inbox. Simply go to the show notes of this very podcast. Sign up for email subscription. It's our newsletter. It's totally free. You can cancel anytime, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Some great things coming out of Pigskin Dispatch, jerseydispatch.com, Orville Mulligan Sports Writer, and as well as sportshistorynetwork.com. So make sure you sign up. Two easy questions to answer. Now, let's start off with our 1980 Rose Bowl. It was the 71st edition of the New Year's Day Classic called the Rose Bowl. It was played between the USC Trojans of the Pacific 10 Conference and the Ohio State Buckeyes of the Big 10 Conference, held on January 1st, 1985. Ted Tolner was the head coach of the Trojans that 1984 season as they produced a 9-3 record and ranked 18th in the Associated Press polls. For the Buckeyes, it was head coach Earl Bruce who once again led the team from Columbus as they fashioned a 9-3 slate themselves on the season. USC in the game went up 17-6 early going into the half. And besides a Jordan field goal, a touchdown was on a Joe Cornier three-yard pass to Tim Green. The second score of the Trojans was a Timmy Ware 19-yard pass from Green that finished in the end zone. The teams traded long field goals in the third quarter, and with just 7.30 left on the clock, the Ohio State Buckeyes made it a very interesting game when Chris Carter, the great receiver that ended up going in and playing for the Vikings, hauled in an 18-yard touchdown reception from quarterback Mike Tomzak of the Chicago Bears and Pittsburgh Steelers fame. And then Tomzak ended up running in the two-point conversion to make the scoreboard read 20-17 USC. It's a three-point game. That was the final score, as neither team could move into scoring opportunity for the balance of the contest, defense proved out, and a difference in the game was that USC used that aggressive team defense. 
You see, Southern Cal encouraged the Buckeyes to throw the ball. This strategy caused three Mike Tomczak interceptions while he threw 37 times in the game. Very uncanny for an Ohio State team. Never, I don't think uh, Ohio State threw 37 times in a year when Woody Hayes was the coach here, but he was long gone. And as USC defenders waited in the secondary, they just jumped the routes that Tom Zach was throwing to. The kickers for both teams had banner days. Ohio State kicker Rich Spangler scored a Rose Bowl record 52-yard field goal uh, during the game, and USC kicker Steve Jordan had two 51-yard field goals. Tim Green and Jack Del Rio shared the Rose Bowl most outstanding player awards for that game in that 20-17 Southern Cal win. The next season, 1986, it was the 72nd edition of the Rose Bowl, played on January 1st, 1986, and it had the Iowa Hawkeyes of Coach Hayden Fry meeting up with the UCLA Bruins. Iowa was in the top five of the polls all season and entered the game as a four and a half point favorites. The Iowa stores that set the tone that season were Mike Haight, Chuck Long, and Ronnie Harmon. Terry Donahue, he was the coach of UCLA and he put together a roster for the Bruins including David Norrie, Gaston Green, and Mel Farr Jr. The game's storyline may have come sort of a surprise to many, especially when USC LA tailback Gaston Green, who had started but uh, left the game early with a pull hamstring. He was their stud back. Well, he was replaced by a freshman by the name of Eric Ball. And Ball proved to be a very capable replacement for Green as he ran for 227 yards and tied a modern Rose Bowl record by scoring four rushing touchdowns in this game. Also, Matt Stevens was the UCLA quarterback that year and serving in place of a benched David Norrie. These two players were major pieces to the route that UCLA put on. The Bruins ran away with this one. 45-28 was the final score, and running back Eric Ball was named the player of the game. That takes us to the 1987 Rose Bowl. It was the 73rd game played in, in Pasadena as part of the New Year celebration, and the Arizona State Sun Devils, champions of the Pacific Ten Conference, were invited to play their first ever Rose Bowl to play against the Big Ten champions, the Michigan Wolverines. Head coach John Cooper guided ASU to a 9-1-1 record, and their setbacks from perfection were a loss at rival Arizona and a tie with Washington State. The Wolverines still had Bo Schembechler at the helm, and his squad posted an 11-1 record on the season. Michigan's only 1986 loss was to Iowa. The gameplay went along these lines. The first quarter saw Michigan get on the board first with a Jamie Morris 18-yard uh, run to Pager and a two-point conversion with Gerald White connecting on a pass from place kicker Mike Gillette. Second quarter saw Arizona State respond with a Kent Bostrom's 37-yard field goal, and later in the quarter, the Wolverines quarterback Jim Harbaugh ran on a score from two yards out with a Gillette PAT kick. ASU went on a scoring tear right before the half as Bostrom booted a 27-yard field goal, and later, Sun Devil Bruce Hill caught a four-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Jeff Van Raphorst. Now, the subsequent Bostrom point after kick made it, uh, you know, put an extra point on there. And at the half, Michigan led by the score of 15 to 13. The second half saw a stingy Devil defense since scoring only from ASU. Hill on a one-yard pass from Van Raphorst and a late Bostrom 25-yard field goal to make the final score Arizona State 22, Michigan 15. Arizona State quarterback Jeff Van Rappers was named the player of the game, and Michigan's arch rival must have taken notice of this because Coach Cooper 
uh, defeating the Wolverines as they later hired him to be the head man of the Buckeyes. And that's how history is, gets made. And that is uh, your Rose Bowl history for these great games of 1985, 86, and 87. You know, we're continuing on and continuing to count till we get to game day, trying to cover each and every one of these 108 Rose Bowls that's already been played. We hope you'll join us each and every day, and sometimes multiple times a day as we go to do this. And we have some great guests coming up to talk about some of these Rose Bowls and different aspects of the Rose Bowl as well. So stay tuned and stay with us. Until tomorrow, everybody, have a great Gridiron Day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.